Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jimmer Mania hits the NBA D-League. What Jimmer Fredette did to impress the world's highest paid athlete. Viva Las Vegas for BYU football, telling comments from the Mountain West Conference Commissioner on the Vegas Bowl. Plus the NCAA's new triple-double king, Kyle Collinsworth, in Studio B. What a win in Salt Lake City against the Utes would mean for the Cougars. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, December 1st. It's December. I didn't realize that until we got down here. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with longtime ghost hunter, Jerem Jordan. I'm not really into that. No, not at all. I have a story for you, however. Let's hear it. Have you heard of the Winchester House in San Jose, California? Five minutes ago, I did. (laughs) So now you're an expert, right? No. First of all, shout out to at TJ Bliss, who has bailed me out. If you remember, I forgot to bring back a knickknack from San Jose, California. Okay, so TJ gave us two things. Yes. Here's one of them. It is a Winchester House memento. Now, the Winchester House, apparently, the heiress of that property, believed that she was haunted by a spirit anytime someone was killed by a Winchester shotgun. So she continued to build onto the house. So Chase Fisher is going to be really happy that we added a shotgun shell (laughs) to, to the set. We'll figure out where to put this. Here, we'll, we'll I wonder put this if he's got that $1,300 gun yet. We'll put yeah. Anyway. That stipend's really going well, apparently. So to confuse the ghosts, she continued to build onto the house. Her house was constantly under construction while she was alive. Interesting Sounds stuff. Sounds like BYU. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> or, I-15 in or Utah. Or Utah roads, yeah. for that matter. Good grief. Yeah. Speaking of, we make the trek up I-15 tomorrow. We, we just got our passes to the Utah game to for tomorrow. To the University so of Utah. we're headed up there. Cougars and Utes tomorrow in basketball at the Huntsman Center. And yeah. it also says single. So Jeremy and I apparently are single for tomorrow night's why, game. Why is, why is this brought to you by FarmersOnly.com? Oh, that's, that's so weird. Don't go there. LDSFarmers.com. Does that exist? Hey, lastly, congratulations to John Beck, baby boy number yeah, four, that's born awesome. yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's the class of? 2033. 2033. Yep. Unless he's a mission first guy, and then he's 35. Make it happen, John Beck. By the way, it's baby J, J-A-Y. J-A-Y. Congratulations. You should have just gone letter J. You remember G Pittman at BYU? Just the letter G. He could be J Beck, just J dot Beck. Oh my goodness. There you go. That's fantastic. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Another J in the news. Jimmer Fredette scored 37 points. In his NBA Development League debut last night with the Westchester (laughs) Knicks. Yes, if ever there was a necessary time to play that drop, it is now. And and fantastic, you know, that he uh, performed so well in that first opportunity. Red-shirting freshman running back Squally Canada tweeted last night, he is eligible for the Vegas Bowl, but hold on. However, his eligibility has not been confirmed by BYU. A transfer must complete a full academic year before becoming eligible, depending on the academic calendar and which BYU Bowl goes to, uh, BYU Bowl, the bowl that BYU goes to. That's a possibility for Squally. So let, let's see how that plays out. Mountain West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson yesterday, speaking of BYU and their bowl possibilities, said the following on his weekly teleconference. 
I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Las Vegas. I would say without, you know, giving any inside information here on a Monday that uh, we will probably vacate Las Vegas this year. Yes, it appears BYU is likely headed to the Vegas Bowl on those comments. I don't know. But if the Mountain West Conference is going to vacate it, it's got to be BYU. Why would, why would someone say, I'm not giving away any inside information here, but we're probably going to vacate I'm it. I'm the commissioner and we'll probably vacate it. <laughs> that's, that's really telling. Now, that's not, it's not official that BYU is going there, but that sounds like BYU in Vegas is more of a possibility than maybe we thought after USC won, we thought, hey, not as great a possibility. That sounds like it's, that sounds good if you yes. want Vegas for yes. BYU. Yes. And we are both in the let's go to Vegas crew. Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports projecting BYU-USC in the Las Vegas Bowl. Big matchup, mm-hmm. man. USC, I know they have a couple losses, but that's a good team. Now, as you mentioned, we've been told BYU is not expecting an official bowl announcement until Sunday like the rest of the other teams in America. But who knows? Yeah, if, if I'm a bowl game, I'm trying to sell as many tickets as possible. And so I figure out, Put it out what there. my matchup is, and I go from there. So we'll, we'll see. We wait, you know, as late as Sunday for BYU. And BYU's Alexa Gray is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the fourth straight week. Pure domination. She's elite. She's the most elite athlete at BYU right now. And Kyle Collinsworth is the co-West Coast Conference Player of the Week with Kyle Wilcher at Gonzaga. There's nothing I like less than co-things. Co-players of the week. Cohabitation, co—I <laughs> don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of co's. Okay. Rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer for debt and the money team. Raise your hand if you have become an overnight fan of the Westchester Knicks, or if you looked up when the Westchester Knicks come to a town close to you. Yep, yep, I've done that as well. Jimmer Fredette made his NBA Developmental League debut last night in Westchester, scored 37 points, 12 of 17 shooting, had eight assists, a couple of threes, and he gave the D-League their best ratings of the season. In attendance, Jeremy, <laughs> the highest paid athlete in the world in 2014, undefeated, renowned boxing champion Floyd Money Mayweather. What in the world is Floyd Mayweather doing at a D-League game? Apparently he was there to see Jordan Crawford. He's friends with him or something. He's in his posse. He's on the money like, team. Like, Jim, like uh, Justin Bieber. Just, Justice Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather's at this game. And, he is from uh, Grand Rapids, and they did play Grand Rapids last night, so I wonder if that's why he went, too. I don't know, but this is weird. Yeah, that was weird. Let's see. Jimmer Fredette said, Floyd Mayweather just kept telling me to shoot it, so I did. <laughs> that's hey, awesome. the money man's telling me to put it up, and it's working out. At McMinn 5, Jerem Jordan is not a fan of co-hosts. Looking at you, Spencer Linton. Is that what this is Maybe- about, Jerem? No, is that what this that's is the about? one exception to the rule, I think. You're a- there will probably be seven more. Okay. You get up here, you say stuff, and then you go back and you go, oh, what did I say? <laughs> that's the reality. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> yeah, there are yeah. repercussions, yeah. man. There are, there are consequences, kids. Uh-huh. Like I was trolled on Twitter yesterday for saying unthawed. <laughs> Yeah, Spencer, un- where'd you yeah. learn how to speak English? Unthought. Ir- irregardless. Yeah, yeah. We talk for a living, and we say dumb things sometimes. It's okay. For a lot of times. It's okay. But how about, how about Jimmer goes off, 
Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is there. The D-League website, the top three stories are about Jimmer Fredette. Let's just say... Jimmer Mania. Jimmer Mania. Anytime he does something, people want to know. They want to know what's going on. And he's a polarizing figure, certainly in the sport. The basketball version of Tebow. Hey, by the way, in response to your co-hosting, Jerem... Yeah. Uh, BYU Sports Nation tweeted out the following. We know Dennis Pitta is a good teammate and is also interested. Not scared. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, Dennis, just saying, man, if you're listening. I'd love to have Dennis me on up, this dude. program. Take some days off. Text, text me up. Jimmer Fredette's next game, by the way, tips tomorrow morning when the Dubs, apparently that's their nickname, the, the Dubs? Dubs, Westchester, the, the Dubs. Okay. Okay. All right. I've, I've looked for a Westchester uh, Knicks Jimmer jersey. I can't find one. They host the Fort Wayne Mad Ants mm. at 11 a.m. Eastern. Mad Ants? You can stream that on YouTube. Watch it on <clears throat> Excuse me, MSG2. I know. It's an emotional thing. That brings us to today's Twitter question, and it is loaded. What is Jimmer Fredette's basketball future? Use the hashtag BYUSN. That, quite literally for him, is a million-dollar question. Yes, it is. At London Wolf. Wool- wolf. There's two O's. The real question is what's... Basketball's future. Jimmer is always the answer. Ah. Interesting. Forever Jimmer from Atland and Wolf. Now, d- yeah, no. I mean, I look, it is the great mystery of where and if Jimmer Fredette can find the perfect fit in the NBA because he has such a unique type of game. It took BYU two and a half years to figure out, okay, if we, if we just hand the keys to the offense to this guy, he's going to be really good offensively, and our team's going to be good, right? The NBA does not want to do that, and I understand why. It's, a, it's another level. Listen, you have to be really, really good to be, one, in the NBA. Ask DeLon Wright. Utah's All-American last year. He's in the D-League now with Toronto. He's a fantastic player. It's tough to play in the league. It really is. But it's another thing to be really good in the league. Even Kobe Bryant, end of his career, looks terrible. Peyton Manning, end of his career, looks terrible. You have to be an elite athlete to compete and compete well at the highest level in your sport. So for me, it's tough to look at Jimmer and say, okay, in four years, no one could figure that out with him. Nobody, not even the Spurs, which, by the way, during the summer, uh, play-by-play Big show, Bill Shoning of the Spurs was on uh, the show, and I asked him that it, how much basketball Jimmer would have left in him if he didn't make it with the Spurs. Here's what he said. I think he still has you know basketball left in him, whether that's uh, in the NBA as a role player or uh, you know I guess if he doesn't make the roster, he would have to make that decision uh, whether he wants to go overseas or not. But uh, he's a guy who can still play basketball at the professional level. He's probably got a lot of basketball left in him. So here's what I think. I think that Jimmer gets one more shot in the NBA, a 10-day contract, something this season. Europe, obviously an option for a shooter. Jimmer Fredette can play in Europe, and if I was him, I would stay living in the United States, stay chipping away at that dream, drop 37 in the D-League until someone calls me up. Because obviously his offensive skills, really good. But will an NBA team hand the keys to, not the whole team, I'm talking like the second unit to a guy like Jimmer? No one has really tried that, right? No one one has, has gone there. I want to see someone go there. 76ers, they stink. Uh, the Knicks. They, they stink. stink. Yes. Poor Zingas. Just let Jimmer show. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I want Jimmer to get one more shot in the NBA, and then I think Europe maybe next year and beyond. Let's see. We'll get to a couple of tweets in just a minute. One from Jimmer's wife, Whitney, and another from his former teammate, Jonathan Tavernari. But I want to say, I think, too, that he will get that 10-day contract. 
too much of a name and a buzz. You saw what happened in Chicago. He came off the bench in like two games, and all of the Chicago fans went bonkers because oh, I, he took over the country. No debate about the popularity yes, of one Jimmy for sell that. Tickets. It's his effectiveness on the court that's in question. New York's guard play, terrible. I mean, terrible this year. And ironically, that's where um, Jimmer Fredette's career high is in the NBA, 24 points in 27 minutes two years ago. There's nothing to lose by giving Jimmer Fredette a real shot, 20 minutes a night with the New York Knicks. They have nothing to lose. That's true, That's true because they, they's losing a lot right now. Yes. Okay, so he'll get that 10-day contract, and I think he will stick in New York because mm. they're terrible, and they have probably the worst guard play in the league next to Philadelphia. Maybe he, the 76ers are better at guard than New York. I don't know. It's that bad in the Big Apple. He'll sell tickets. Is he the next Jeremy Lin? Maybe. They like gimmicks. Which was a flash like, in the paint. They like pan. gimmicks in New York. Why not try Jimmer Fredette? Which is why I think he's in a good place because it's like, well, yeah, let's sell some tickets and put him in front of the New York media. He's I, a what, New York guy. Yeah. What I don't see is Jim Fredette in the D-League for a long time. He's, he's, uh, he's too good for the D-League. He really is. Offensively, they'll, ha- they'll hand him the keys, and you see, in his first game, he's had two practices. He goes, 37. He's been practicing for four years against NBA players. So I was like, I really shouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a, mid- there's a middle ground somewhere that is, that is hard to fit into for Jim Fredette. I think that middle ground is Europe. But if I'm Jimmer, I don't go there quite yet. I still try and see if the NBA can happen. Former lottery pick obviously hasn't performed up to that level. Uh, in the NBA, but obviously skilled. I hope he gets one more chance and that he can take advantage of that opportunity. How about the tweet from Whitney Fredette? Jeremy, you pointed out this morning. She said this, I haven't seen Jimmer in a basketball game with actual sweat on his face in a long time. Makes me so happy. Don't care about the circumstance. It's quote. true. There's been too, too many DNPCDs did not play coach's decisions for Jimmer Fredette. So the fact that he can get out there, what did he play, 40 minutes last night? Last time he played 40 minutes would have been at BYU. Yes. It's been a while. The last time Jimmer Fredette scored 37 or more is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. March 11th, 2011. Most of you will remember this day. It was the day Jimmer Fredette set a BYU record with 52 points against New Mexico in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. That was the last time he went 37 plus in a game. Dude, it's the end of 2015. That's been a long time. Too long. At for 3JT, Jonathan Tavernari tweets this in. Tell you what, have the Philadelphia 76ers pick up Jimmer, give him the ball, and get out of the way, and we'll see if they won't win a game. No, I don't know that he's single-handedly winning games in the NBA per se, but that he can be an effective scorer and a good team player. Yeah, it's, it's tough because for Jimmer Fredette to thrive, he needs the ball in his hand. He's a tremendous individual player. I know he had eight assists. Uh, last night, but his his most effective thing is he has the ball in his hand and he can create. It seems like on a second unit in the NBA, there would be some room for that, but it is year five post-BYU. What is in Jimmer Fredette's basketball future? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Ryan Frieden says the Steph Curry of Europe. Will it ever get to that? Could be. I'd love to see it, but not right now. Later. Later. Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler joins us next to weigh in on the Jimmer topic. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and join the convo using the hashtag BYUSN. 
Check it out. Inside BYU football coming up tonight, 7.30 Eastern time. BYU went up to Logan in the frigid conditions uh, in the Lambeau-like Maverick Stadium. Spencer was there as well. What it took to get that big win and finish the regular season with nine wins for the first time in, what, four years? Uh, So BYU, inside BYU football tonight, 7.30 Eastern time on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today, what is Jimmer Fredette's basketball future? At YFangirl underscore JB says, all I know is this is the Jimmer we know. Rather see him throw down 37 points in the D-League than not play in the NBA. That's an interesting take. Would you rather see Jimmer play in a lesser league but thrive than play or be in the NBA but not play? That's an interesting question. Westchester Knicks fans, unite! Is there a single one? Well, there are a bunch watching now. Hey, and it's only fitting that we have <laughs> the BYU converted fan. a New York guy with us in Studio B right now, Blaine Fowler, back on the show. Blaine, have you got your Westchester Knicks jersey on order yet? You know what? I'm going to be in New York tomorrow. I'm heading to the Big Apple tomorrow, and I'll be there until Saturday when I fly back in time for the Weber State game. But uh, I was just going back to check out how things are generally and what people are saying about Jimmer. And that's, you know, that's why you're going. <laughs> I'm going really? on assignment. I'm going on assignment to check out and see how home is. So, no, Brenda actually just left. She's on a flight right now. I'm meeting her there tomorrow. I stayed so that I could come in with you guys and do AFR today. Priority not tomorrow. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you What do you think uh, is Jimmer Fredette's basketball future? He, I, I felt like the last couple years he lost his mojo a little bit, and and it, you can do that. I mean, basketball is a mental game. You know, there's lots of folks have the physical skills, and there's some people that are mentally tough that don't have the physical skills. But to have both at, at a really really high level makes you a great player. And he's always had that. But when you when you sit on the bench and you 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 think that you don't hear the things that are going on behind the scenes and people telling you they can't play, but you do. You know those guys hear that. I've just seen a little bit of a, a a lack of confidence, which is just crazy for Jimmer because his ability to shoot the basketball is second to none. And so this isn't a bad thing. You know I know he had that little stint with the Pelicans, but for him to be there and to maybe get back and these are these are very athletic, very good players that are on the cusp. That, 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 let's face it, the D League is. Guys that are trying to get back into the league. This isn't a career league that you go play for 10 years in. You either you either show that you can do it or you don't. And for him to come out against athletic players um, and to score 37 shows that he can still do it. And I hope that he has a run like this where he gets that confidence back and somebody in the league says, okay, we, there has to be a role for this kid. And, and he's got to get a mindset to defend better. And maybe he comes in and says, okay, you saw that I could score, but I also am going to come in and I'm going to defend enough um, and a team will find a role for him. I, I think confidence is huge, and maybe this is his opportunity to get that back. What did you learn as we move now from Jimmer Fredette back to where he played his college ball, and that's BYU, on Saturday night from BYU basketball against Belmont, given that three days earlier they had their struggles against Mississippi Valley State. What did you take away from Saturday night? Well, the team is is kind of figuring out their chemistry as we go along. And it's a hard thing when you got a guy uh, in Tyler Hawes that the offense is just built around and everybody knows what their role is in association with that. Regardless of how talented they were this year, we knew that there was going to be some time where everybody's figuring out, okay, this is where my shot comes in the offense, and this is where I'm at my best, and this is what, this is where I can have a major impact. I mean, it also helps that Chase Fisher started to knock down shots. He was missing his mojo a little bit, and he may have gotten some of that back the other night. But, 
But I really feel like this team is a talented team. I think top to bottom it's more talented than it was and more balanced than it was last year because I think there's people up front that can match up with some of the big teams they're going to play, especially the Zags with their Giants. But um, So in the end, I think this is going to be better. Um, in the short term, um, I feel like they made a major step forward in understanding roles and playing with better chemistry. You know, And it always starts – BYU, when they're struggling, when they pick it up, in terms of intensity on the defensive end, it gets them some offense. They get running. They they get confidence. They get in the flow of the game, and then their offense is better. And so, th- that has been a catalyst for for this team for the last couple of years. I don't think it's any different this year. When I saw that game start to change was when they started to play really good defense, and that led to offense. and And then everybody was on attack. When you're on attack on defense, you get on attack on offense. And and you see Kyle attacking the ba- attack in the basket. You saw Nick attacking the basket. You, the guys were making plays defensively and getting blocks. It's defense is contagious, and and it leads to offense. and And BYU needs to remember that when they remember that. They're a really, really good basketball team, and they have all the talent in the world. I, I think that the sky's the limit for this team. Long Beach State, unfortunate that they played a team with that kind of athleticism when we're still trying to figure things out. But I expect them to do nothing but move forward. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that BYU had a bump up in competition and maybe showed their true colors with uh, more of a game that way. A couple opponents you're supposed to crush. Uh, it's a different situation. Then you play Belmont, and they played really well. Now they play Utah tomorrow, and we'll break that down. But Kyle Collinsworth gets the seventh tri- or the eight, uh, seventh career triple double. Fantastic stuff. What did you think of that accomplishment? So disappointing. <laughs> I wanted to call it. I wanted to be able yeah, to. That's c- the thing. I yeah. wanted to be able to celebrate it on the air. We were leading up to it. We made a big deal of it. I was on the countdown from about, I don't know. 14 minutes to go. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, Dave, this is reachable. He's going to do it today. This is going to happen. So I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited for Kyle because I th- it's an unbelievable accomplishment. I'm thinking about the names that he's passed by. Shaq and sure. Jason Kidd and these guys. It's, it's a testament to how complete a player he is. And it's so unusual to have the skill set that he has. So I'm, so I'm so excited for him. But I'm so disappointed I didn't get to call it. I, and I hope that against Utah State, there's a moment where the fans and Kyle can celebrate that before the game, give them a ball. Yeah, you get, I know. We got to just, I, yeah. It would have been great. And, and I thought what I loved was we're getting down to the end. And, we, and we, what we didn't realize is that you already had it because they had to correct the stats afterwards. You had another rebound. But, but you remember, they, they, um, Kyle comes, he's in the game. And I can't remember who was on the low block, whether it was Kyle um, or Corbin, whoever it was that was on the low block. And they was like, switched oh, no, no. Him. You go take the low block. To get a rebound. You need a rebound, and this kid just missed the first one. He's going to miss the second one. That Kyle rebounded, but it was two-shot. Yeah, so what the the heck happened? Why did that kid make that second free throw? We could all really, really celebrate. Did he not understand the moment? And then, and so, then Chase, Chase, you know, doesn't know like, hey, miss a free throw on. Per- we can't get to that. No, point. no, yeah. you, you don't think about it that deeply. I was actually glad that they were in a position where they were ahead enough in the game to actually think about it a little bit. Now the game was in hand, and coach could even think about it a little mm-hmm. bit. And it was okay at that point because they played well. Yep. And, and you know, what, you know what was fun was Kyle got that thing, but it was on a night when I really felt like this basketball team played well. Belmont is a really good basketball team. They shoot it as well as anybody in the country. And they run their stuff offensively as, as well as anybody in the country. So they're not easy to defend. So I was probably most proud of the defense they played against a team. They're not going to play a team this year that runs their stuff better than 
better than Belmont well, does. Well, they bring back the OBC yeah. Player of the Year. They're very well coached. And can Ooh, that kid shoot down. it? Can Ooh. that kid shoot it? But they're very well coached. The Bird is a fantastic coach. You know you're going to get a good game plan. Um, and, and BYU just outplayed him and played great D. And for that, that was the takeaway from that night. And, and then also that I didn't get to, didn't get to call Kyle's triple-double, and now, now it's over. We're going to talk to Kyle Collinsworth in about five minutes on BYU Sports Nation. He joins us in Studio B later. Let's transition back now to BYU football. And the big question is, where is BYU going to play the bowl game? Blaine, where do you want BYU to play the bowl game? And who do you want them to play against? So I want them in Vegas. And my insiders are telling me that that is highly likely now. And so so, uh, when BYU lost that Missouri game... We were hearing, and, and Dave McCann and I both have a lot of friends down in Vegas, and we were hearing that, ah, oh, they're probably out, and, and Hawaii's really pushing for BYU because the University of Hawaii is not bowl eligible this year, and they don't want to have to take BYU by contract in a year down the road when, when Hawaii is bowl eligible. Yeah. So we were hearing all of this right after the Missouri loss. Um, but, but after the win, um, uh, all of a sudden things changed. And with the other things that happened in college football this weekend, now it's looking like it's a strong possibility that they'll play in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, who would I like to see him play? Well, we know it's Pac-12. I'm hearing Cal is a possibility. Um, that's a little scary, actually. Jared Goff is good. That's why it's scary, because they throw it around like nobody's business. They spread the field. Goff is a maybe the first uh, quarterback picked in the draft this next year. So a fantastic throw game. Uh, a sol- not a great defense, but a solid defense. I think it'll be a great matchup for fans. It'll be a really, really fun game. And they're a marquee name with a big-time player, so people are going to tune in. Is that who you want, though, Cal? That's what I want. That's what I'm saying. That's, okay. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Cal. And if I was going to take – I'd take Cal. They scare me, but I think it would make for a fantastic matchup. I want Wazoo. I you, want Mike Leach. Well, and, and if, if, you guys, if you're from Utah – and, and you don't root for Washington State right now because Luke Falk is a Logan kid. They're starting quarterback who leads the nation in passing. I, got, I, didn't, I, I didn't even realize. Yeah, we went, up to, we went up to watch Stanford play Washington State because my son-in-law is the safety for Stanford, and I had a week off. So we went up and watched him up there, and, and I got to see Mike Leach and reconnect with him, who was here when I was here. Um, but I met Luke's family, his grandmother, and I'm like, man, I love this kid's family. So in turn, i got to love this kid. He's from Utah. He was a fifth-string walk-on that worked his way to the top. Now they're talking about him as an NFL prospect. Wow. They're talking about him as a future Heisman Trophy candidate. Today, so you hey, if you're from Utah, and you know this can be, you got to root for that kid. You got to root for Luke Falk. He's a local product that is playing fantastic, and he'd be fun. That'd be a fun team. Although I think Washington State's better than Cal. They're even a little more scary. Blaine Fowler bringing the heat on BYU Sports Nation from upstate New York to Studio B in Provo, Utah. Hey, safe travels, man. Thank you. I'll think about you guys when I'm on uh, Fifth Avenue with all the Christmas nice. stuff. Out. <laughs> and we'll see you tonight on After Further yep, Review as well. We'll be there. Go Westchester Knicks. Up next, Kyle (laughs) Collinsworth in Studio B. He has taken the mustard seat where Anson Winder sat yesterday and is now ready to come up and join us. He looks comfortable. That's way too comfortable for those chairs, by the way. (laughs) When did he find out he had the seventh triple-double? BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Tomorrow, we will be on location, outside. I repeat, we will be outside. What? I repeat, we will be outside at Deseret First Credit Union. We did a, uh, what we call remote on location uh, a couple months ago, which was very fun. 
We're going back there tomorrow. So if you're local and you're crazy and you'd like to come hang out with us outside, come join us. I'm going to wear 10 layers. I am told there will be hot chocolate and that our set will be placed in the sun, assuming there is sunshine tomorrow. And we'll be fully heated somehow. <laughs> that's that's going to be wild. We need I'm those, cold thinking about we it. We need those blankets that the ESPN College Game Day guys have. Like those shirts, sorry, they plug in. They are heated shirts. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I actually want one of the tan quarterback jackets from last year. That's what I would like. Do you remember those? The blue ones with the, the tan Yeah, blue, white, and tan. Accents. Everyone was like, get rid of those. And you they want, did. You want one of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want tomorrow. Jimmer Fredette scored 37 points in his NBA D-League debut last night with the Westchester Knicks. What's in his future? What's in your wallet? Red-shirting freshman running back Squally Canada tweeted last night he is eligible for the Vegas Bowl. However, his eligibility has not been confirmed by BYU. A transfer must complete a full academic year before becoming eligible, depending on the academic calendar and which bowl BYU goes to. That's a possibility for Squally. Mountain West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson said yesterday during his teleconference that BYU, well, he didn't say BYU specifically, he said the Mountain West Conference will probably vacate the spot this year in the Vegas Bowl, which opens the door wide open Absolutely. for BYU. BYU's Alexa Gray is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the 84th straight week. Oh, just fourth straight week? Oh, okay. And Kyle Collinsworth is the co-West Coast Conference Player of the Week with Kyle Wilcher at Gonzaga. I'm going to take that co-title away. What You know what? You're just the West Coast Conference He's Player the of the Week. He's the BYU Sports Nation West, West Coast, Coast Conference, Conference Player of the Week. Yes. That's right. Kyle Collinsworth in Studio B. Kyle, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks, guys. When did you find out that you had the seventh triple-double? Uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Who told you? Uh, Coach Lacombe called me. And he's like, hey, oh, by the way, you had a triple-double last night. Yeah, and I was kind of out of it. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's awesome, thanks. He's like, all right. And then just ended. And that was, This is not a dream, Kyle. Yeah, You did exactly. get the seventh triple-double. Yeah. It was weird, but once I kind of woke up, I was like, wow, I got it. But right after the game, everybody was like, you definitely got it. Like random people, random fans. And that was, were counting statistics. Yeah, and- like, for sure got it. Everybody was like, okay. But <laughs> I didn't think it would actually get changed, mm. but it did. So Because this is the first time that it had been changed, right? It had been in, there had been a couple where you'd been close, but nothing yeah. had changed before. Right. So this was a surprise. Yeah. I didn't think it would actually change, but it did. So, so we've we got to know you as a freshman at Provo. I think you were five nine at the time. <laughs> uh, Chris Collinsworth's uh, senior year, and then we saw you play at Provo and got to know you that way. So, talking to your mom after the game, she's like, "Oh, I keep track in my head. He he got it." Does your is your mom like a crazy smart? Keep track of she can keep track of all that stuff because that's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, but your mom was like, "No, he got it. I promise." Yeah. And then my brothers usually have a good idea, and then my uncles keep track, and then people, friends, fans, everybody. You have so. your own stats crew. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll be your stats team, dude. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> be your sports nation. When you – okay, so Jerem talked to you after the game, and when you accomplish these great things, there are like mementos you have. You, I don't know if it's like headbands or wristbands and shoes and socks, stuff like that. So – we, we put out a plug like, hey, if you want to give us your shoes from that triple-double game, we'll take them. But do you really, do you really want to give those up, dude? I'm, st- I'm still deciding. <laughs> what? <laughs> still deciding. 
man, I feel like I'm recruiting. I got a verbal. <laughs> yeah, soft commitment. Yeah, <laughs> you're still going to wear these same shoes for a couple games, right? Or are you? I'm uh, still deciding on that, too. Still? I may, may hang them up. May hang them up. Yeah. Okay, if you don't, listen, you just give us some shoes and be like, yeah, these are the ones I wore that day. <laughs> and we would, like, <laughs> just lie, and it's okay. <laughs> Certain lies are okay. Like, you talk, I, we have kids. I lie to my kid all the time. Just to, yeah, you you just so lie to your kids. You're doing as, great. That's no, a good lie, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. do decide to give them up, they will be enshrined in Studio B for all BYU fans to see every day of the year. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're willing to do that in the future, that'd be great. No pressure. High possibility. Okay. Okay. We've, okay. we've Yeah. Okay. Man, this is what it's like to be an assistant coach recruiting. <laughs> this is crazy. Man, okay. Are, is the triple-double, there were a lot of questions about, okay, would you get one? Would you get one with the different situation? Did you always feel like you were going to get one this year? Absolutely. That's never a doubt. It's always when and how. But, you know, I just, we have too many good shooters. You know, Chase, Nick, Jake, everybody can shoot. And our bigs, you know, playing with them, picking rolls, are finishing well. And so I just figured, you know, I'm still going to get the rebounds. And for for me, it's just assist, and with the guys we have, it's like, yeah, there's no way. In a way, are you kind of glad that it's over? That's out of the way. Yeah, it's nice. Nice to just get it, and then. But there's always now everyone's hit me up saying, "Crush the record, bury it," and so it's nonstop. But I just try to play play my game and just have fun out there. Do you have a sense in the game of okay, this might be one of those nights? Yeah, I felt that, you know. Early in the game, I was very aggressive and rebounding well, scoring well, and finding guys. And I was like, yeah, this could be it. It was an interesting week for BYU basketball as a team in the last seven days because you look at Wednesday against Mississippi Valley State and everyone's like, oh, they're the worst team in Division One. BYU needs to win by 50. Yeah. And it turns out to be a close game. They get some momentum, they hit some threes, and they kind of just hang around. Yeah. BYU still wins the game, and so then it's like, Oh, no, the world is ending. What's happening to BYU basketball? And then you come out and you dominate Belmont, who's a perennial NCAA tournament team. So what happened between those two games? I think we just found a, a little flow in offense. And that was good to see. You know, we made a little tweaks on offense, and it, it showed and it paid off. But we're young, and it's going to take a while. You know, like uh, uh, Fowler said, he talked about Ty and his role in offense, and everyone knew the role. But this year it's a little different. There's more balance, scoring, and I knew it would take a while, and we're getting it, and we're going to continue to get better and continue to work hard and find our groove. And it was good to see that we found our groove on Saturday, and <clears throat> we hope to continue to improve on that and keep finding it. One of those uh, grooves that I think has been uh, fun to watch is how Nick Emery interacts with UN Chase on the court. Yeah. Because I, f- I feel like all three of you have kind of alpha male leadership qualities. Right. And it's hard to have three of those mesh well, but it, it seems like that's starting to mesh to the point where you know where Nick's going to be, yeah. Chase's role, your role. Do you feel that way? Yeah. And I think that's been part of the success is we're starting to figure out how to play together. And it's funny because I was Nick my freshman year with Jimmer and Jackson. And it's I always remember that, and it was, I was so grateful for Jackson. He always helped me out. He was super patient with me, and he, you know, he led me to be the great player that I am as a freshman. And you know, I try to do the same for Nick. And it's funny how that works. You know, Jackson was great to me. I try to be great to Nick, and 
Nick's an amazing player, and it, it is. I'm starting to figure out where he is, where he's going to be, and it's it's nice. I'm starting to figure all all these guys out and where they like the ball and what areas on the floor. So it's picking up. BYU at Utah tomorrow. Two years ago, not the desired result that BYU wanted. What is it like playing at the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City as a BYU student athlete? It's fun. And yeah, two years ago was not what we wanted, but we have another opportunity and we're going to take full advantage of it and just go out there, give it everything you have and just have fun. You know, I remind myself that this is not a job. This is, you know, this is to have fun. And I think that was huge for me and Chase and a couple guys on Saturdays. We just had fun against Belmont. And, you know, that's what it is. Just go out there and give it everything you have and have fun. And at the end of the day, if you give it all you have and you enjoy what you do, what happens, happens. And I just remind myself and the guys that let's give it everything we have and what happens, happens. It's early, but is this a barometer-type game where you can figure out where you guys are at in the season? Another edition of, I guess, a Belmont-type game? Yeah, for sure. It's a huge game. It's a rivalry game, and it's on the road. And so it's a big test for us. And you have to win games on the road to be successful in, in this sport. And, you know, in March, all games are on the road, all big games. So it's huge. we got to figure out how to win on the road. and This is a good start. You gave me a nickname, or I don't know if it's just my nickname specifically, but you've called me Slick Rick a few times since I've seen you. Okay, I hadn't heard that till this morning. <laughs> Slick Rick. So we'll stick with that. But I, I, I think Jaron wants to give you a nickname, and he said it to you when you walked in the studio. Oh, his triple doubleness. His triple doubleness. Are you yeah. cool with that? Yeah. Do you have a nickname that we can say on the air? Uh, it's, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but you can't say it on the air. I'm just kidding. I don't. Craig Drury's favorite? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kyle, congratulations on the triple-double record, man, and uh, good luck against Utah tomorrow. Let's get you to sign our new stretch Y flag behind yeah. you uh, before you go. All right, appreciate it, guys. Kyle Collinsworth with triple in double studio. Something. <laughs> King. Someone, uh, someone call him put... KC, call him his triple-doubleness. Take it from Slick Rick. Yeah, That's who, the way that we need to go. Who was it that put Ryan Murphy sucks on there? Oh, his competitor? Jake Taylor. Jake Taylor. If you want to write Utah Sucks on there, you can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them, including Kyle Collinsworth, succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Up next, one of the greatest to ever play basketball at BYU, Aaron Thorne, representing the ladies. This is BYU Sports Nation. Beat the youth. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in the studio bizzle. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's a Super Tuesday tonight. The re-air of BYU Sports Nation's at 6 Eastern time at 7. It's Inside BYU Football from last week, 7.30, a brand new edition of Inside BYU Football, 8 o'clock after further review. We're getting several tweets in here. Uh, at Laser Sheep, at Blossom 625. Uh, you know, they say, Did I miss where Jeremy and Spencer gave Kyle the karma for the Utah game? We didn't hand it out verbally, but if they come on the show, they get it. That's it, how it works. They have the karma. Did we forget to say it verbally? Yes. Okay, so are we now doing we are it now? giving it. He's still in the building. Yeah, he's still in the building. Okay? Kyle Collinsworth Kyle! receiving the BYU Sports Station. The door's karma. closed. He can't hear me. He doesn't need it. He's one of those like Alexa Gray where it's like, Hey, can we have some of your karma? 
Yeah. And then it's like, no, we don't want it. You keep it all. Listen, as good as Kyle Collinsworth has been, Alexa Gray has been on another level, too. Four like, consecutive yeah. West Coast Conference Volleyball so there. Player of the Week awards. Are you happy now? <laughs> it's, it is done. We aim to okay. please. It has been finished. Joining us now, third in-studio guest today. Nice. It's been one of those shows, a good one. And a first-timer, Aaron Thorne, one of the greatest to ever play yeah. basketball Buckets. at BYU. Aaron, welcome to Studio B. Thanks for having me. I don't know what took it so long, but, I mean, when you, get your, when you get your high school number retired at Mountain View High School, which will happen tonight... You were kind enough to say, hey, I'll be in town, and you stopped by. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I don't come to town often, and that's probably why it hasn't happened there we yet. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of felt like I needed to for this whole high school thing. So, yeah, so, double dip a little here. It's great. Yeah, Mountain View, uh, up the road in Orem. You're going to have your just retired with former BYU uh, elder 8 Mile, Travis Hansen. What's that going to be like? It's fun. And to do it with Travis is awesome, too, because, um, I mean, I grew up with his family hang- hanging out there a ton. So um, it's kind of cool. We both came to BYU, both moved on to our professional careers. So it's, it's been fun. As you watch BYU basketball from afar now, how, how engaged What is it like watching a BYU men's or women's basketball game with Aaron Thorne as you watch from wherever you are in the country? Uh, I, I love it. I do always tune in as, as much as I can and – and watching any game is hard for me because I will analyze every little thing just because that's who I am and that's the player I was. So <laughs> I'm probably annoying if you watch it with me, <laughs> but I do enjoy watching it every time I can. Uh, what do you think of the BYU women's team this year so far with Lexi Eaton, Wright and uh, Kalani Purcell, the new addition, and everybody? Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of new pieces and they're still trying to figure it out. They've had some tough road games too. I mean, Juddy said, I think, flat out from the beginning, I'm either going to kick myself in the butt or this will be a good experience for us. He put together a hard schedule. Um, shucks, they got to go to Hawaii. But they got Darn a good <laughs> I know. Tomorrow they play. Yeah, but they've got a good game uh, later in the week against number 9 Texas A&M. So he's, he's put together a hard schedule, but hopefully those girls learn from it. And like Kyle said earlier, you've got to learn to win on the road. So these are, these are good opportunities for them. What is your relationship like with Jeff Judkins as a former player and now, I think it's been, what, 12 or 13 years since you were here? What's yeah. it like now? I still talk to him frequently. Um, he still calls me. I work with the girls a lot during the summer, so um, we're in contact constantly about things. And I even have a couple girls that will text me when they have issues just to vent to someone else besides a coach or to get some feedback from someone else that's been in their situation. What are you? What are you up to now? I uh, working a job that I do not enjoy until <laughs> I can. Basketball, <laughs> it's not that basketball. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, until I can get back to the basketball, I would love to get into coaching um, at some point. But I'm also picky about where I want to do it. Mm. So it, it'll happen when it happens. Okay, so would, Aaron would Thorne do... to be determined. <laughs> yes, as a coach. exactly. Like, would high school be an option, or you want to? No, jump into college? I have no patience. Okay, so I know I would probably end up tearing those kids apart and <laughs> i don't so want to i yeah college professional somewhere at the higher level where everyone knows what they're doing and you don't have to really fundamental this is how you dribble a basketball props you, props to you for being who you are I, look i know it and i know it wouldn't be good for me probably myself or the girls so i just won't put myself in this situation <laughs> <laughs> a shooter can still shoot and we saw that in boom shakalaka not this year but last year with Jeff Judkins in that cameo appearance. Do you still play basketball consistently? Do you still still put up shots? Not as much as I would like to. Um, 
That's why I told you guys that last year. I need just a couple practice shots because this has been a while. And you're like, oh, you don't need practice. No, it's been a while. Well, I don't. Clearly you did. You won. You won. Aaron. I told you. I took one. It went in, and then I was good. I told you. I just you needed to one. see it to go. I needed to see it go in, and then I was good. What? So, yeah. Go ahead. So are you are you playing? Regularly, no, you know, I don't. I don't. You don't want to come Tuesday night at my church and play pickup with us. If I lived here, I would absolutely do it. There is actually a church, <laughs> a group of older men that play, and it's actually fun because I don't have to play hard. I don't, but it, they know what they're doing. Like they know how to move, set screens, play defense. So it's fun to play with them. I do it sometimes. The guy that I actually that got me into it jacked his knee up so he had to have surgery and he hasn't gone in a while so i just haven't gone i'm lazy you like should that. go around and scam people and be like hey guys can you, I should, play? you should be the female uncle drew <laughs> yes. they well my more is kind of taking that but that would be fun i used to do it in high school in we Utah, used to, though. yeah true yeah. we used to do Wherever. it in high school where all these guys would challenge us and we'd be like sure me and another teammate heather chessman who played here mm-hmm. so we would steal lunches from <laughs> kids all the time. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That is fantastic. Let's talk about Lexi eaton Rydalch. Uh-huh. Um ESPN put out an article about her that said she's one of five players in NCAA women's basketball. You should go out of your way to watch. You <laughs> might not know about her, but you should watch her. What kind of a future does she have as a professional athlete the next level? I, I think the sky's the limit for her. She's a whole heck of a lot more athletic than I ever was. Um, obviously, I'm probably a better shooter. In fact, no, not probably. Scratch that probably. But uh, no, she, I, the sky really is a limit. She's athletic. She can jump. She can, she's quick enough to stay with people defensively. I think it's um, an effort thing sometimes on the defensive end. But other than that, I, mean, I think she's got the abilities and the skill to go play with some of the best. So you see her as a WNBA draft pick? Oh, yeah. I think there's a real possibility of it. Uh, yesterday, and uh, they broke ground on the new Marriott Center Annex. We're affectionately calling it the YMCA. Uh, it's too easy. Some people don't like it. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> what's that going to mean to the BYU men and women's programs to have an indoor practice facility where, hey, Christmas around the world's in the Marriott Center, and it doesn't matter. We exactly. You no, know, and, and to that point, the girls practice Monday morning at the RB, the good old RB, because Smithfield House had a class in it. I mean, you just get pushed around. So to have something like that that is exclusively yours, you don't have to worry about scheduling. Um, even as a recruiting tool, I mean, those types of things are huge. When the football team built the indoor practice field, that's a boost in recruiting. So anything you can do like that that first and foremost helps your current squad with scheduling and then with the recruiting is is great. Were you like Tyler Hawes? They told stories yesterday, and we had heard them from Tyler's mouth, but it's late at night. He's trying to find somewhere to shoot. You know, This would provide an outlet for the crazy competitors yes. um, like Tyler and maybe, maybe you, right? Absolutely. I mean, in high school, I lived in the gym because you could. Um, you know, I had a coach that would go unlock the gym anytime I wanted and just sit there and sometimes rebound for me, sometimes just sit there and watch. Um, but you don't really have that at BYU. Everything is scheduled during any decent band? hour. Like, yeah. Come on, I'm Tyler yeah. Go put on your gear, <laughs> rent your gear or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. We're both old enough to know that one. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, just to have a place where you have access to whenever you want to get extra shots. You know, you have a bad game. Sometimes it's the best thing for you is just to go in the gym, even sometimes after a game, and just get a few up just to get it feeling better. So to have that access to something like that is going to be awesome for these guys. Former BYU great Aaron Thorne and future college basketball coach somewhere. 
It's going to happen. Question mark? We'd like you to sign our stretch white flag before you go, Aaron. And congratulations on getting your number retired at Mountain Thank View High School much. tonight. Thank you very much. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Travis Hansen, Aaron Thorne, honored tonight at Mountain View High School in Orem, Utah. First time that school has retired any numbers, and they're doing it with two of the greats that played at BYU. What took so long, Bruins? That's a great question. Also, what is in Jimmer Fredette's basketball future? That is our Twitter question today. Some more of your responses next. This is BYU Sports Nation. You know Dave McCann went to Orem High, right? Uh- BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip in. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Jimmer! Jimmer Fredette had 37 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds in his debut for the Westchester Knicks in a 102-90 win against Grand Rapids Drive, whoever that is. Football. Redshirting freshman running back Squally Canada tweeted last night he is eligible for the bowl season. However, his eligibility has not been confirmed by BYU yet. A transfer must complete a full academic year before becoming eligible. Depending on the academic calendar and which bowl game BYU goes to, it's a possibility for Squally. Also, Fox Sports Stuart Mandel predicting BYU-USC in the Vegas Bowl. Men's basketball. We also want to mention that Mountain West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson said the Mountain West... Conference will likely back out of the Vegas Bowl, allowing BYU to take their place. Also in men's basketball, Kyle Collinsworth named the West Coast Conference Co-Player of the Week after breaking the NCAA triple-double record against Belmont. And ground was broken yesterday for the Marriott Center. Yes. <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs> oh, let's, let's, let's just say the Grand Rapids drive play defense against Jimmer Fredette about as well as we executed that Cougar whip around. But we still here. <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> Future guests include John Sassenti, the Vegas Bowl director, Tanner Mangum, John Beck, Jack Morris. Jack Morris. Yes. Wow, one of BYU's legendary baseball players that almost got into the Hall of Fame. He's really good. The World Series guy, pitcher. Yeah, you bet, man. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who should we give it to, Jerem? Kyle Collinsworth. Again, we're getting the triple-double from Saturday. Why not celebrate it two days in a row? You know he what I'm saying? He was in studio. It only yeah. makes sense. What's Jimmer Fredette's basketball future? Use the hashtag BYUSN to we chime in. We can give it to Jimmer, too, I guess. Elite tweet of the day from <laughs> at RS Scott Earl. Jimmer Fredette will join Dennis Pitta as the new co-host of BYUSN. Hashtag move over Jerome and Spender. If that's what the people want, then no! Thanks to all of our guests. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremy. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Will Snow.